Thank you for your kind introduction. Ladies and gentlemen, I approach this evening's presentation with a measure of trepidation. First, as we've heard, I'm a pinch hitter. Coming off the bench is always difficult. Those who perhaps were unaware of this substitution and came expecting the eloquent cadences of Rabbi Rosenzweig will have to settle for much more plain and simple means of expression. Moreover, the topic that I've been given is a vexing one, a challenging one, an important one. And I feel that it's something we have to talk about in preparing for the Yom Noroim. I uh, came to Yeshiva yesterday. I found this on my door. This was probably a reminder from Judah, I'm guessing. It uh, was attached to the door, so I pulled it off. The print is very big and clear. What does Hashem want from men and from women? Of course, there'll be Rosenzweig's name on the bottom. So what does Hashem want? I think that just a few weeks ago we read in the Torah the same question. Roughly translated, what does Hashem want? The passage goes on. Parshas Ekev. It's quite clear what the Rabbana Shalom wants. There seems to be no room for any equivocation, any deliberation. It's black on white. This Pasuk, in fact, is the cornerstone for one of the classical <coughs> works of Jewish thought, of Musr, the famous Mesilas Yesharim. And I read to you from the introduction, the Hakdama of the Mesilas Yesharim, who paraphrases the Pasuk and tells us that what does Hashem want from us? Five things. Five things. It's a, it's a big number, but not that big. We can devote ourselves to trying to remember the five things. The first is Yira. Awe. As the Messiah Sashar would have it, the Yira here is not Yira Sa'onesh, not fear of punishment, although that certainly seems to be included. But as he puts it, Yiras Ramamuso Yizbarach is a great king and you feel embarrassment 
before his greatness on every movement. Certainly, when you pray before him, and yes, as Rav Tversky says so eloquently, when you're involved in his Torah, it's not a mere intellectual exercise. Something which is embarked upon with a great measure of, of awe and reverence. This is Yira. This is the very first of the five that Hashem wants from us. Next, Hahalicha Bidrachov. What does it mean? Quotes the Gemara Masech to Shabbos, Tav Kuflam and Gimel. Ma'urachem Avatarachem. Etc. Following in Kibiyochel and Akadish Baruch's ways, in his path, in his paths. This is number two. What does it mean? Sheyina ga Adam kol midosav, luchol mine pulosav piyoshev amusa, loleches bechol derachov. Not Bidrachov, but Bechol Drachov, as we have in Parshas Ekev. So we now have two very, very important things that Hashem wants from us. That is this evening's topic. We move on. After Yira, reverence, Valachta Bidrachov, Tikkun Amidos, Refining our character traits, our interpersonal relationships. Ava, love of Hashem. What does this mean? We want to do what makes Hashem happy, as one would want to do towards a father or mother. You want to make them happy. And you feel bad if something is missing himself or in others. As you would feel bad if you or a sibling would not respect a parent appropriately. You will zealously safeguard it. And you'll rejoice intensely as we heard before. Besimcha. If you are able to achieve this level of Ava. So we have Yira, Halicha Bedrachov, and Ava. Reverence, character refinement, following Hashem's paths, a love of Hashem. Only two more left. What are they? What the Mesilas Risham calls Shleimus Alev. The Yisrael Kadesh Baruchu. With no ulterior motive. Not with any equivocation. And not a mitzvah anoshim ilubada. One of the banes of our attempt at spirituality. Doing things by rote. Elashia kol libo your entire heart is devoted. As the Pasuk said, Hashem, 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 Hashem,
four. Yira, Halicha Bedrachov, Ava, and Shlemus Alev. And finally, Shmiras Kol HaMitzvos, keeping each and every mitzvah, Bechol Diktukeyem Utnoeyem, with all their specifications and stipulations. This summation of the Mesilah Sisharmana's introduction is itself quite daunting. But yet, to answer the question, what does Hashem want? We can do no less. The question is explicit, and so is the answer. Mesilah Sisharmana merely explicating what the few brief, brief words in Parshas Ekev are saying. It goes without saying that with respect to the fundamentals that we've described, the subtopic from men and from women is almost completely irrelevant. Men and women are equally bound by these positive commandments of Yira, of Halach Bedrachov, of Ava, of Shlemus Alev. Before proceeding, by opening the Rambam and seeing how he phrases these mitzvahs, I wanted to share with you a fascinating insight, which is expressed by the Holy Chafetz Chaim towards the end of his Psicha to Avas Chesed, in a lengthy footnote, points out that in the parish of Ekev, Halicha Bedrochav is found three times. Three times. The first, Laleches Bedrochav Aliyira also. The second, the verse we just had, where Halicha Bedrochav intervenes between Yira and Ava. And finally, the third time in Parshas Ekev, towards the end, intervening between Ava and Dveikus. Dveikus roughly paralleling what we called before Shlemus Kol Aleif. So it's a fascinating, penetrating insight. No level of closeness to Hashem can be achieved without Valachta Bedrachov. It's a prerequisite to each and every step that a person wants to take in his Aliyah Ruchanis, in his spiritual descent. For the basic Yira, we require Midos. We know very well. that what distinguished Avraham Avinu from Bilam, as we read in Pirkayavos, was fundamentally the Midos. It was, like, it was Avraham Avinu's sterling character traits for which he deserved Asher Bachar Tabi Avram. And then he reached his incredibly high levels of closeness to HaKadosh Baruch. Because one who lacks the Midos who lacks the humility, 
who lacks kindness is so self-absorbed that it's impossible to properly appreciate the Rabbana Shalom. So Midos Halachta Bidrochov is necessary to achieve the, the initial Yira. And here to quote the Chavetz Chaim, when a person reaches Yeres Hashem, Lo Yachshav Ben he shouldn't think to himself, Ata royally rockless bonen koyeme chayai benyone hayira veromimus Hashem, for little motorosa la kadosha, for lowless taco cloud benyone tovo zulosi. Now I'm going to the higher peaks. I have to focus on my own spiritual advancement. I have no time to take care of another. To take away from my ability to climb that ladder to the heavens. Says the Torah HaKadosha precisely the opposite. The only way to move from Yira to the next level of Ava is Valachta Bidrachov. And once you've even reached that high level, to get to the highest level of Dveikus of Shlemus Kalalev, again, only with Valachta Bidrachov being Rachum, Chamnun, Gomel, Chasodim, with the proper Midos and the proper interpersonal relationships. What a remarkable insight from the Chavetz Chaim, again, towards the end of his Psicha, to Avas Chesed. What are these mitzvahs? So the Rambam formulates them, and I'm going to quote very briefly for interests of time. The beginning of the second parak in Hilchus Yisodei HaTorah, the Rambam tells us, he's filling in the blanks. What does Hashem want from us? How does one achieve Ava and Yira? When a person contemplates Hashem's works, his, his amazing creatures, and understand by looking carefully and internalizing the infinite wisdom that they reflect immediately. He's He's overwhelmed and overcome with the love of Hashem and a desire to know Him better. Yet at the same time, with some tension, when he thinks about these things themselves, <laughs> I'm a nobody compared to the vastness of the cosmos, the infinite, inscrutable greatness of HaKadosh Baruch. Rather brief formulation here in Rambam, in Perik Beis, Allah Aleph, and Beis, and Hilchus Yisodei Atom. All this, mind you, is belief. Nothing's being done yet. These misses are purely in the heart. When Rama moves on to discuss the intervening in our list of five 
requirement that Hashem wants from us, that's found in the next segment of halacha called Hilchus Deus. There, yeah, the Rambam tells us, end of Perak Aleph. The famous Rambam, the, the golden mean. It's a mitzvah say. Chanun, Rachum, etc. And in this, for this reason, says the Rambam, in this manner, the Nevi'im called Hashem with all his kinuyim. Erech HaPayim, Rav Chesed, we're about to say, we already started saying it in Tzlichus. Tzadik, V'yosher, Tomim, Gibor, V'chazak. To teach us that these are Durochim, Tovim, V'yosherim. V'chayev, Odom, Lahanig, Atzmo, Bahen, Lidamos, Kifikoch. So V'alach, Tabedrochim, is a much wider and broader obligation. But somehow for us, we focus with greater emphasis and we all know that what greater emphasis is needed as we approach the Yemei Hadin. One need only look in the, in the Chayodim when he gives you a brief introduction to, to Yom Kippur and tells you that you think you're a big tzaddik, you're not. And he goes to a number of Isurim, which even observant Jews in Vilna had problems with 200 years ago. He goes into a, a lengthier list of the Beinado Machaveros. And unfortunately, we are still in need of much improvement in these areas. This, therefore, is Valachta Bedrochov as per the Rambam. Moving on to Ilchus Tshuva, which is the last segment of Halachas and Sefer Hamada, the Rambam returns the idea of what we call Midos, what he calls Deos, Hilchos Deos. In the seventh parak, Halacha Gimel, do not think that Shuva is only for Averis, Sheshba, Maisa, Snus, Gezel, Geneva. No. We have to watch out for our Deos Ross, which means our Midos Ross in our parlance, and correct them. And he gives you the seven deadly sins, seven Midos Ross. Kas, Eva, Kina, Tachus, Hitul, Redifas Amaman, Vakovod, Redifas Amachalos. Briefly, anger, hatred, jealousy, inappropriate competition, scoffing, Leitzanos, inappropriate pursuit of money and honor, or yes, even of foods. And having just read an article about the Tina community and how many eateries uh, exist in this community. One has to be mindful of this last Tifa Samacholos that I'm sure everything is completely kosher with the RCBC but nonetheless with Tifa Samacholos is something which requires tshuva. And as much as we speak about these Midos and how we have to repent, it's never enough. As the Mesilis Yisharam teaches us in that same introduction, you have to learn it over and over and over again, reinforcing it and internalizing it again and again to be able to improve on these Midos.
<laughs> we all know, I'm speaking to my, for myself, we all know how much improvement is necessary to be able to fulfill in a better way. So we have therefore in the Rambam, Ava and Yira at the beginning of Hilchas Yisodei HaTorah, Velachta Bidrochov in Hilchas Deos, reiterated here in the seventh parak in Hilchas Tshuva. The tenth and final parak of Hilchas Tshuva, we find something quite remarkable. Rambam tells us, a person shouldn't say, I'm fulfilling the Mitzvah HaTorah, Ve'osik Bechoch Mosa, studying the Torah, we just read about the brachos and klolos as we are required to do before Rosh Hashanah. A higher level, he wants reward in the next world. And I'll cease and desist from Averis for the same reasons, to save myself from the klolos or from chorus in the next world. No, it's not Roy to do that. That's Oved Miyira. That's Oven Meira. That's an that's an entry level for those who are not so learned, those who are young. Until Tirbedaton Vyavdu Me'ahavo. So now the Rambam in describing seemingly the next level, what we called before level four, after the first three in the posting and Pashas Ekev the Yira, the Halicha Bedrochov, and the Ava, is moving on to the Shleimus Alev. As he quotes in Halacha Beis, someone who serves Hashem, Osik B'Torov and Mitzvos, for no ulterior motive, not because of Yira, not because to, to get Schar, Emes, because it's Emes. And this is considered to be the famous psukim we say all so often, but don't really internalize as well as we should. And not merely in your heart, says the Rambam. In Hilchos Yisodei Atari was talking about the Chovas Halavavos. Here, in the end of Hilchos Tshuva, he comes to what we call before the Shlemos Halev to serve Hashem, to do things, and to s- s- refrain from doing things purely out of Ava. Therefore, what emerges is that Sefer Ahmad on the Rambam from its very beginning, the second parak in Yisraeli Torah, to its very end, the last parak of Yichus Tshuva, is a reflection, which includes in between many other things, is a reflection of four of the five items that we're supposed to be discussing tonight. What does Hashem want from us? The remaining books of the Rambam we can categorize 
That's number five. Shmiras kol mitzvahs with all the dikdukim and all the tznoim. Ram wrote a lot of Yad Chazaka. It's a big sefer. Perhaps we can say, as we move a little bit into the second part of the topic, that there we find certain distinctions. The subtitle for men and for women. For example, we know that women are exempt from mitzvah sasheshes man garama. They're exempt from the mitzvah of Talmud Torah in and of itself, aside from the other benefits that Talmud Torah gives us, which women are required to receive, such as knowing what to do, dinim lemaisa. But the mitzvah per se they are exempt from. And yes, as a result of this and connected with it, they have a different standing. Equal in Kedusha, as the Rav, Zechvon, and the Rocha would continuously teach us in his Shiurim and in his Drushas, but not identical. Obviously, in the time allotted, cannot delve into this sufficiently. Suffice it to say that I believe that the fundamental distinction between the role of the man and the woman from the perspective of the Torah ultimately boils down to an immutable fact of biological life. Because in his inscrutable and infinite wisdom declared that only half the members of the human race are able to bear children. It explains the differences in the business of anatomy. It explains the differences in the status of men and women in Shulchan Aruch Evan Ha'ezah, the laws of marriage and divorce. It explains, as Rabbi Moshe writes in a classical tshuva, or Rechaim Chelek Dalet Simen Memtes, the exemptions of women regarding time-dependent positive commandments, because, as Rabbi Moshe writes, his characteristic humility, although we are not privy, as we heard earlier, to the secrets of the Torah. Nonetheless, we are duty-bound to attempt to understand the Torah at our own level. Rabbi Moshe writes over there that women are exempted from these commandments because of their responsibilities towards their family. He writes that this idea of the gender, the members of the gender that bear the children, the f- females, are more equipped, are better equipped to raise the children true even in the animal kingdom, as Ramashir explains there. And in order to be able to fulfill this properly, the Torah exempted them, and exempted females in whatever stage of life they happen to be in, as a result. Even, as he writes there, if a woman can afford to have many, many servants to take care of the needs of the house and the family, it doesn't matter. And yes, I believe that even the more generally 
described difference in these role of a woman as opposed to that of a man, a more private as opposed to a more public role, with all of its various manifestations, whether it be minion or authority or laws of inheritance or testimony, I believe ultimately boil down that she's encouraged to have a more private role to enable her to better take care of the family. Again, a very brief excerpt of a much longer exposition. And before going further, but just two days before Rosh Hashanah, this idea of the woman in her particular role bearing and raising children is the entire theme of the Kriya Satara on the first day of Rosh Hashanah. Beginning of Hashem, Pokhat Asara, the first words, after all those years of barrenness, of childlessness, Hashem finally, it's Pokhat Asara, she's able to bring Yitzchak into this world, and it's not enough to bring him into this world, but she is duty-bound to nurture him, to, to care for him. And yes, from the very beginning, she is the one whose word is final. As we read on that same day, Rosh Hashanah, even a man as great as Avraham Avinu was told famously, Listen to the way she decides to raise Yitzchak. And then the Haftorah repeats, Chana, Chana as well, not being blessed with children, is ultimately blessed with a child, a child whom she cares for, and in a short while is able to train him so he should be able to, as we read in Rosh Hashanah, dwell in Hashem's house at Olam forever. We can only aim at a small fraction of the greatness of these noble women, giants, to whom we look up in all generations. But yes, this particular dimension of the role of the woman, once again, over and above that which we all share, the Yira, the Halicha Bidrachav, the Ava, the Shlema Salev, but within the Shmiras Kalamitsus, distinctions arise based upon this additional level that a woman has that a man does not. What does Hashem want? Hashem Shol is want, or maybe Shol really means ask. How do you say want in the Hebrew language? What do you say? Rotzeh. Reminds me of the phrase that holy Jewish women say every day. A phrase that has been interpreted variously. Shosanik Yitzono. What does that mean? 
permit me to suggest that's exactly what it means. Shosanik Yitzona means HaKadosh Baruch who created all human beings according to His will, Kavayochol. And after creating us, what does He want from us? He wants from us to fulfill our full potential. To fulfill our full potential, we have to know what is the Ratzon Hashem and what is Sho'o Me'imanu. What is it exactly, Shosani Kirtzona? Seems to me that if indeed the distinctions within Shmiras Kola Mitzvos emerge from this unique ability that a woman has to bear a child and therefore her enhanced ability to raise these children, leading to a responsibility to raise these children. And she's exempted from particular mitzvahs which would stand in the way, potentially. This corresponds to the man's corresponding bracha. Which again has been interpreted in various ways. Chazal told us exactly what it means in the Tosef and Brochus, Shalom Asani Isha. All it means is that he has more mitzvahs than she does. And her response is true. That's what Hashem wants from the man. The man being unable to bear children and therefore not as qualified to raise them, he has all these time-dependent and time-consuming responsibilities. Mrs. Haseh, Shisamad Grama, and Talmud Torah, respectively. Whereas she, Shosani Kirtzono, what does Hashem want from me? To fulfill the Kirtzono. He created me differently as a Yoledes in potential. That's what Hashem wants. Once again, both genders being equal in their Kedusha Yisrael, both being equally obligated in the Yira, the Alicha Bedrachov, the Ava, and the Shleimus Alev, distinctions creeping up only here in this Shmiras Kol HaMitzvos in certain limited ways which we've tried to explain ever so briefly because of the constraints of time. It's Chaval that certain individuals view these distinctions as some kind of discrimination against women as if they have some kind of a second class status. I fear that perhaps some of these misconceptions are perhaps based on a failure to appreciate the resounding message of her Avtorsky Shalita that we must approach the Torah without preconceived notions realizing that not only are we bound by the Torah but that the Torah is true there's immutable truth and that within the various changes that exist within society and yes the halacha does change somewhat because the facts changed. 
Perhaps even the mores change. But ultimately, the basics, the basics of Yisodos HaTorah forever, as the Rav Zichron Levrocha famously explained in this very context, Kimei HaShemayim HaLaHoretz, I fear that it is only the influences of outside society which have crept in to our religious observance that cause disaffection, disillusionment, calls for change when it's Ein Ruach HaChamim Nocha Imenu. It is really Chaval. We don't change our traditions easily. We change only with the guidance of the greatest Torah leaders of, of the generation. And yes, there can be different leaders for different parts of the community, but they have to have the prerequisites of greatness in Torah and Yerushalayim. At the same time, as we emphasize, and as the Chavaz Chaim emphasized, we are duty-bound to relate to all members of Klal Yisrael with Valachta Bedrochov. with Avas Yisrael. Chanun and Rachum and Gomel Chesed. Even with respect to others with whom we disagree, whether it be on these matters or on different, perhaps even more significant matters. So what does Hashem want from men and from women? That was the question that I was charged with attempting to answer. The answer is found in the Psukim. We just read them a few weeks ago. The Mesilis Hashem explained them so beautifully for us. We're required to have the awe and reverence of Hashem. Halachta Bidrachov to improve and attempt to perfect our Midos and to do tshuva for these Midos as the Ramam taught us. Avas Hashem, love of Hashem in our heart. These are primarily Chovos Alavavos. But then the Chovos Hapuulos, both in terms of Shlemus Halev of performing the mitzvos, both the assays and los assays, out of love with no ulterior motive, and yes, performing them with great precision. That was just generalities by rote or imprecisely. But the full range of Limanat Torah and Diktik Permitzvos that this noble final requirement imposes upon us. It's my tefillah as we approach the new year that each and every one of us man and woman alike 
will properly assess Mo Hashem Alokecha Shalom Eimach. What does Hashem want from you as a Jewish man, as a Jewish woman? As the Mesilas Hashem said, we have to constantly review over and over and over again these fundamentals. And we hope and we pray to Hashem that will be successful in identifying what Hashem wants from us. And then, once we know what He wants from us, we have to pray that we'll be successful in implementing it. After all, the Yitzhahara not only attempts to sometimes misguide us as to what Hashem wants, but also, if we know what Hashem wants, the Torah attempts to prevent us from, from, from fulfilling the mandate which has been imposed upon us as Jewish men and women. May each and every one of us be given the wisdom to understand what Hashem wants from us and develop the spiritual fortitude to carry it out so that we will all be zocher to aksiva v'chasim atova and ishnas chayim v'shalom.